Optimize You Chattanooga is a hormone optimization and recovery center that specializes in hormone replacement therapy for both males and females. If you are suffering from mood swings, fatigue, low libido, or weight gain, then your hormone levels might be low. We offer in-house lab panels as well as testosterone, progesterone, estradiol, and peptide therapies. We are currently accepting new patients. Know your levels because normal is not optimal. For more information, check us out at OptimizeYouChattanooga.com. Welcome to Optimized Health. This is a podcast about empowering you to live a life of optimal health. Here are your hosts, Josh Porter, owner of Optimize You Chattanooga, and Mandy Livingston, general manager of Optimize You Chattanooga. Welcome back, everyone, to the show. We are excited to uh, have another episode on Optimized Health, and I am Josh Porter, along with my co-host, Mandy Livingston. I'm here today again. Finally, yes. I know. I can't leave you alone. Just the one episode. Um, (laughs) You know, one of the things we always like to do is just kind of be broad in our approach to focusing on optimized health. And so we talk a lot about hormonal balance. Last uh, episode, we had Adam Chauncey on to, to discuss some nutrition, and we're going to have another you know kind of a wide range approach today and we're going to talk about some pilates and mobility and uh, i've got a good friend of mine mike kaiser that we call kaiser uh who is associated with chattanooga pilates company and uh, thanks for coming on the show man thanks for having me i'm excited because i have to be honest i didn't real I, and i still might not know the difference between pilates and like just stretching or like so i'm kind of interested to learn because Mm -hmm. literally i put them all in the same bag that's a lot of people do i feel like half of my job as a pilates teacher is to tell people it's not yoga yeah 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 Mm -hmm. well and i even and i hope this is a compliment but you know what most people yeah what most people (laughs) would um think about or assume someone would look like when it comes to a Pilates instructor, Mm -hmm. you are about as opposite. (laughs) I get that a lot. As I would expect. (laughs) You know, uh, I mean, former military, right? Retired military, former military. Um, So, you know, you look the part of that, minus the beard that you, in reaction to Mm -hmm. having to shave for so many years, right? (laughs) Um, But you, you know, you, you have the appearance of like, you're a gym rat. You're at the, you know, gold. You're, you're very muscular. You're very toned. And I think if most people walk past you and you said, hey, I'm a Pilates instructor, they'd be like, you're lying. <laughs> I get that a lot. I've gotten like, no, really, what do you do? Right. And Which I think mm-hmm. is helpful for breaking down those stereotypes of what we assume mm-hmm. Pilates is about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you, I do. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, I do. And people have said, yeah, I said, you know, if I wasn't so passionate about this and trying to help other people, I'd just tell people I'm a roofer. There you go. <laughs> because it just saves me time and gets me through Pilates faster. Yeah. yeah gets me through Pilates yeah. faster. Yes. What do you do? I was like, I'm a Pilates teacher. And they're like, okay, what do you really do? I'm like, <laughs> I'm a Pilates teacher. <laughs> yeah. And then really? that smile drains from their face and they're like, oh, I just offended him. And I'm like, not really. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Um, well, tell us a little bit about your backstory. And, and we've kind of talked on uh, before the show started, um, you know, your backstory could be, uh, you know, three episodes, right? As to Probably. how we kind of got here. <laughs> Probably. But we're going to focus a little bit more on with your story, with your history, military and, and things that you've gone through. How did one like yourself come out of the military and find yourself here you are you know successful business owner teaching people pilates yeah it, it's kind of a long story uh, sort of the quick of it is i'll try uh i became extremely debilitated uh 
We couldn't figure out what was wrong. We finally figured it out it was a hip labral tear. I wasn't having a lot of pain, but I had something going on. <clears throat> and uh, we finally figured that out. We got the labral repair. It didn't go so well. Didn't go well at all. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, there was something else wrong. Mm-hmm. So I waited that out. I had waited to have my hip surgery the first time until I absolutely could hardly walk. Were you still in the military at this yeah, time? Yeah, I was okay. active duty. Okay, so and, active duty. Yep, and no one could figure out what was wrong. It started out with a very sharp pain, a hmm. very sharp pain. My breath would get taken away, and I would feel like I was just going to pass out. And I went to medical in the military explaining, trying to explain this to somebody. I went through about every test you could imagine. Hmm. And what I equate it to is I said, imagine that someone took a hot metal rod and stuck it straight through your pubis up from the center of your body all the way through your heart and you couldn't breathe. That happened to me regularly and we couldn't figure it out. And I was still working. There was hmm. nothing. Nobody said, you know, they said, put a Band-Aid on it. Go right. to work. You're going to be okay. Spit. You'll be all right, buddy. Here's some Motrin. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kept pushing because it kept getting worse. Hmm. And we finally found out it was the hip. Well, yes, the hip was a problem. I had torn over half of my labral uh, tissue off of my okay. right hip. Yeah. I had a huge impingement. So we waited until I couldn't hardly walk again. I was out mountain biking 14 miles a day. I was in physical therapy. They were dry needling me with everything they had, but I was not going to stop. Right. I wasn't going to quit. At that time, I was a CrossFit instructor at a massive gym, Trident, uh, in Alexandria, Virginia, like a $2.5 million grossing gym. I was doing all the things. I was like, I'm not giving this up. Screw this. Mm -hmm. I can do whatever. So I just kept rolling with it. We got the surgery. didn't work. And something else was wrong. I still had the pain. And... I'd limp through it. Yeah. It took me three months to recover. I could barely walk. I went back to work in uniform on a cane and I ditched the cane because I could not stand myself in uniform with a cane. I bet. Mm. So I ditched that cane and I finally, it kept getting worse and I kept lying. I kept saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then eventually it broke down. I could hardly walk again. And we went back and saw another surgeon and Andrew Parker, who was the nationals uh, orthopedic surgeon. Okay. My, physical therapist at the time was the physical therapist for the washington nationals i would be sitting there doing my physical therapy and jason worth would be bsing beside wow. me we'd be talking <laughs> about whatever so i had good yeah. quality people right. around me trying to help but nothing was working dry needled every part of from my psoas all the way to the end of my adductors near my knees that didn't help so we got the second surgery by andrew parker and he removed a lot of bone. When I got done, I felt like I got hit by a car. Oh, and I gosh. did not like drugs. Yeah. Um, and he prescribed me a lot of drugs. I refused to take them on my first or second day. I had fallen down the stairs after because <laughs> I said, I will sleep in my own bed. I'm a little stubborn. Yeah. And didn't tear anything up, but I wouldn't take the drugs. And then the pain got so bad, I had to take the drugs. Mm. And that that kind of started to cause a problem. Okay. Um, and it never got better. Mm-hmm. Another three months, I was out of work, trying to rehab, trying to walk, trying to figure it out. And finally, Andrew Parker and I became very close, right? And we tried to figure out what was wrong with me. And I say, thank goodness for him, because he didn't mm-hmm. say, I'm God, I'm the surgeon, and I fixed this, and nothing's wrong with it. Right. It's in your head. Yeah, he yeah. was humble enough to. He was. Yeah. Only because we had a very good, intense relationship where we talked to each other like men. There's more F words flying in there <laughs> than, a, than a Saturday night poker tournament. And he talked to me, frankly, man to man. And he helped me find somebody. And eventually, I was in physical therapy for over a year. Nothing helped. Uh, I went to see, uh, I think, at Vincera Institute, Dr. William Meyer. Okay. Does that name sound familiar Mm -mm. to you? Right. Number 12, Tom Brady. 
that's his surgeon oh right justin verlander that's wow. his surgeon if you name it miguel cabrera that's his surgeon right so we found the guy you weren't playing we were not playing my, uh-huh. and my wife is the reason that drove me forward she actually she did research after andrew parker told us about this guy he was in philly i was in dc well he does surgeries on sports pubalgia right do you know what that is they call it a sports hernia okay okay it's very broad very broad so just a generalized pain correct osteotitis of the pubis all these different terminologies right it turns out that that was not covered under the military and was considered exploratory and not covered 100 percent i that that is about the time it's i'm i'm really sticking the pages together here because there was a lot that went on through that um the military was not my friend it instantly became my enemy the minute Mm. i could not stand anymore Mm. i would stand at my desk this is a true story with a trash can beside me so i could puke in it and keep working Mm. true story they knew that okay i could not walk steadily from my office to my truck okay without stopping or holding the puke until I got to my truck in uniform so nobody would see me. Okay. Mm. This is all true. Uh, well, I ended up in a massive fight with the military who was mm. supposed to be my friend. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I don't think you know any of this story. I don't know this part. No. <clears throat> Told you it's deep. It is it's deep, man. deep. And this isn't even touching yeah. into half of it. Wow. Um, well, I ended up getting into a fight with the command because okay. I started I started launching. What happened was they were going to send me to a boat, an operational unit. Um, and I was going to go. I could barely, when I can mind you, I could barely walk, but no one knew yet. Mm-hmm. Right. When the doctor found out, he said, he gave me the option. He said, I know you're effed up. Mm-hmm. I know you're trashed. You want to do this or do you want to pull the plug? Do you want to throw the stick of dynamite into your career? Or do you want to do it? Yeah. I said, I'm going to go try. Let me go try. And so he was cool because he could have, he had the hench pin, yeah. the lynch pin yeah, right there. Go. Yeah. Signature on the So page. I went off to the boat. It was at the far corner of america and when i say that you could throw a rock over to victoria pretty much and hit canada it was way up in the far corner of the pacific north there were no big hospitals there there was nothing it was a it was a beautiful country so i went there for a week and when i got back i could hardly walk and my wife just kind of broke down Mm. and she could see it and i was killing myself Mm -hmm. i was killing myself i was on painkillers that had been prescribed to me Mm -hmm. yeah uh i was taking them to get through i was taking painkillers on top of muscle relaxers and anything i could do to walk did you feel like uh in that moment was it denial was it as what, what was continuing you the, the process of the grind right did you feel like they were giving you the answers you wanted as you as, from your surgeon um or was it you know like was all did you just feel hopeless yeah in it yeah 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 yeah. Like you couldn't find an answer. And so, so you, you might as well live with it. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm sorry, I'm, t- I'm snaking around a no. little bit. No. Some of the before and after. This is before Andrew Parker when I went to the boat. Okay. Or, oh, okay. Or no, this is after Andrew Parker. I'm sorry. Before uh, I got the sports pubalgia okay. stuff. So okay. I kind of jumped in there. But the what happened with the boat, by the time I, because on a boat, on a 210-foot cutter in the Coast Guard, you can't stand up really that much, mm-hmm. right? And I was it was in shore. Okay. When I got back, I couldn't really walk. My wife broke down and she was afraid. I think she could see it and I could not. Mm-hmm. That I was going to kill. I was, it was over. 
Yeah. And I just, I was going forward. My body was going forward, but there was nothing left. Mm. I was gone. All I wanted to do was be prideful. All I wanted to do was wear my uniform, get my 20 years and, and be that guy. Yeah. And I had a lot of pride in that. And so it was tearing me down. And I knew the only thing holding me up was the drugs, mm-hmm. which sucks because right. that's not me. I right. fought them. Yeah. Well, when I came back, my doctor saw me when I got back and he's like, he saw the shape I was in. And I was like, just let me, just let me get through this. And he said, he signed, he had the paper and he said, no, I'm calling it. I'm pulling you. It's over. Um, and we're, you know, the, cause if I have to sign off on it, a medical officer has to sign right. off on my whole package to go to an operational unit. Um, and he said, if I sign off on this, my career's over He's liable because mm-hmm. you won't make it a month. I know what's wrong with you. I've seen all the MRIs. No one else really has. And they'll fly you out. They're going to medevac you off that flight because you're not going to be able to walk. And they're going to call me mm-hmm. and say, yeah. you signed off on this guy. And then they're going to start investigating me. And I can't throw my career under the bus for you. Mm-hmm. I love you, man, but I can't love you. Mean it, but uh-uh. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, understand. Gotcha. So I went home, told my wife, he pulled everything. They killed my, uh, they killed my work schedule. And this is where it got started to get pretty bad. Um, I was at that time. I was lead petty officer over the honor guard for the whole Coast Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I was leader of the silent drill team. Traveled around. We do all the fun swords over your head everywhere. Oh, all yeah. that stuff. So I was also leading that. So pretty prestigious, awesome job yeah. mm-hmm. that I loved. They took all that away. And they benched me. They put me in an office hmm. and had me doing paperwork, which I'm fine with. I was doing my part. Um, because of my disability at the time, and the things I couldn't do, they took all that away from me. They separated me from all my guys, took all my leadership away uh-huh. from me, stuck me in an office somewhere. Um, and no one believed me. No one believed me. Because of all the things you open this with and the way I look. So I circle back to that. Yeah. The way I look. Mm-hmm. I looked great in uniform. Yeah. I was the guy on the front page. That's right. I was the recruiting tool for the whole Coast Guard. Mm-hmm. When, they, when I showed up, as the color guard guy, I was looked the part. I played the You're part. You're like Captain America. Oh, what? Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> yeah, saying. Sort of for the Coast Guard. <laughs> I mean. Well, sort of for the Coast Guard, right? Yeah. I really yeah, was yeah. out there. We were the big recruiting tool. Yeah. You and were what they were putting out there. This is what we want. Right. You see this? This yep. is what we want. Yep. Big, mm-hmm. tall, mus- yeah. muscular muscle. guy. Doing, doing the deal, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't believe me. Now, and I said, well, look at my medical record if you don't believe me. So since they didn't believe me, they started to come down on me. So I went from high performer guy on top who just received two achievement medals, by the way, which are pretty high up there (laughs) and went to having nothing. They Mm -hmm. took it all away from me. And then they had me investigated behind my back. I had guys out in front of my house and camp with cameras to see if you were picking stuff up or walking around. I was doing anything. Yes. Without telling me Mm -hmm. like an insurance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. It was mm-hmm. like workman's comp or something, yeah, right? Because exactly. the the chief that I went to work with didn't like me. And I'll tell you why. Because I showed up and I kicked ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't Outperformed. care. And I, I, started teaching, I started teaching the staff how leadership works. And I started being there for them. And we built a team and we became successful mm-hmm. in this little job that I had. And by the way, I only worked three days a week mm-hmm. because, of my, because of my disability at the time. And we were just rocking it. And the guys were working for me. Mm. And they were getting things done. They weren't letting them sit there. They're like, hey, Chief Kaiser's like, we're going to do this. for You know, he's Mm -hmm. an awesome guy. We like him. So that got contentious. Um, I was cussed out by this woman continuously Mm -hmm. out in the public. Um, So with all of that going on, right, I've got all this stuff going on. 
that I don't need. Yeah, now you've got the stress of work. Now I've got the military bearing down yeah. on me. They're not lifting me up. They're stacking weights on top of me. Um, so <laughs> I'm in physical therapy at the time, and I'm also seeing specialists, nerve specialists. We're trying to figure out what's wrong with me. I'm going to appointments like crazy. I'm taking nerve tests. I'm going to see neurologists. I go to see a neurologist, and something you don't want to hear from your neurologist, she goes, don't Google any tests we did today. Please do me a favor. Don't Google anything. Which is immediately what you want to do when someone tells you yeah. not to do that. And I said, okay, uh, okay, fair enough. I don't Google anything after uh-huh. these. I got back to it, and she finally got all the results back. She's like, did you look anything up? I said, no, ma'am, I didn't. You told I'm me just not trying to. to get through this. Yeah. And she said, okay, we thought I thought you had MS. Mm. They were test. They did everything but a spinal. Sure. They did everything but a spinal tap on me in my medical record. I've got everything but that. Well, I finally, I, I get, I know Andrew, I know uh, William Myers there okay. in Philadelphia at the Vincere yeah. Institute, and I know he can fix me. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I put in to go see him, and they said it's experimental. We don't support that. Um, you're not going to be able to go see him. Go to see somebody else. And they kept sending me to all these appointments, and I kept seeing them, and the people kept saying there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. There's he's, there's something which is wrong. proving their point. There's quote yes, unquote. yes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, there's something wrong, but it's not this. So mm-hmm. I was continually trying to figure it out to try to walk. Now, mind you, I had two younger children and a huh. wife at home still to try to be a dad. Yeah. I couldn't throw a baseball with my son anymore. I couldn't go outside because they were watching me. I couldn't even walk out my door. I went from a guy who would walk out where the president was standing and be happy and fine with the elation of all of this. Right. right? Mm-hmm. To a guy who wouldn't come out of his bedroom. Oh, taking pills because oh, everything man. had been taken away and i had no real hope i couldn't go outside and throw a baseball with my son. i couldn't even attempt it yeah i had to take painkillers just to go to his little league games just to get up and get and be able to get there to do it Jeez. so it was and nobody knew yeah. my wife knew nobody mm-hmm. knew so that shame yeah. also comes yeah, in on you right right great on that guy now mm-hmm. so in your head you start doing the steps like, well, let's see how long I can keep this up before it cashes, before I cash it out. Mm-hmm. That's what it came down to. Right. It came down to how it's long heavy. can I keep this up and be in this for these guys. And I started separating myself from my family mm. because I was in my head planning that situation. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want it to be so hard for them. Yeah. And so that's the true Jeez. story of that. Wow. And I eventually uh, call these guys up at Vincera. My wife mainly doing it all because I didn't really care anymore. Mm-hmm. I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. I was over it. Just do whatever you're going to do to me and we're going to move on. So I go put all this stuff in. We put a package together to go see them. The military won't pay for it. I said, okay. Well, fine. Then they said, not only will we not pay for it, if you go see them, we will punish you. Nuh-uh. And we will take, yes. Yes. Because I've been forbid to go see this because if anything happens to me here, and I go see this guy and he performs any procedure on me and it goes right. wrong, I will waive all of my VA benefits. I will waive all, they own you. all my retirement God. benefits. There's a couple of little dark stories people don't know about God. veterans walking around that are struggling. Yeah. Okay. And I'll tell you some of the dirty details of it because I was right in the middle of it. Jeez. Well, I told you it's a deep story. Yeah. I can get you to get how I got to Pilates yeah. is a dark we road. Know it, it's a dark yeah. road. So I go in and I sit down, there's these two medical officers, just me. Now, I'm an enlisted guy at the time. Well, I was always enlisted, but my chief, I think, E7, and the medical officer over the clinic and the other warrant officer sit down. They slide me over two pieces of paper. They're on the other side of a boardroom desk. It's just me. 
and they said sign these two pieces of paper and you can go get whatever done you want to do i started reading through it now they didn't say anything else other than that they just there said no, sign here there's no reading of rights there's no miranda right right there. they yeah. just say sign these and i said okay and i start reading them over and i said so this is to waive all of my va benefits and all of my medical retirement benefits for anything related to this issue we didn't know what it was it could have been anything and they could relay it to anything in the lawyer jargon i said absolutely not no sir i will not sign this and you two ought to be ashamed for mm-hmm. sliding this over to me being active duty military members right. are trying to take advantage of me right now and if i was a lower enlisted guy who didn't know any better That's i'd right. sign those mm-hmm. but due to the fact that i had about 19 ish years in by the way yeah. at that time i said hell no i'm not signing yeah. that yeah so i denied that and eventually i started a big fight Basically, I took all of my career, I watered it up into a ball, dumped gas on it, and threw it. Because wow. it was over. Yeah. yeah. So eventually, they did sign off on letting me go. But I'm telling you, the research I had to do was crazy. I had to basically put together a dissertation to them why I had to do this. To go see this to guy. To go see this guy. You just want to go to an appointment. Yep. Well, here's the thing. When you go to the Vincere Institute, you spend a day there. Uh-huh. Okay. All of their all of their photography, MRIs, all the radiology, it's all in-house. Everything. You do all that in the morning. You show up there very early in the morning. You go through all of your radiology stuff. That's done. You sit around, you wait for your appointment with Dr. Meyer. He's reading all he gets all the stuff back and you go see him at like three o'clock. So you're there all day. Then he reads it all. He comes you go to your appointment and he tells you what he can and what he cannot do for you. This is a guy who deals with sports professionals. Literally, Tom Brady's probably sat in the same office with his agent that I did, right? along with every other athlete you can imagine yeah. that's been through there. Yeah. They're on the walls everywhere. They're every jersey. He's got every one of them, but guys you've never even heard of. Mm-hmm. I remember just sitting there looking at Miguel Cabrera and Justin Verlanders on the wall, and I was like, wow. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. You're like, so, you want one of my uh, uniforms? Yeah, yeah, really. I was yeah. like, I'll sign a uniform. Here's my T-shirt. <laughs> we did. I did make a joke. I was I'll sign a uniform for you yeah. if you want me to. We laughed about it. Um, but th- that costs 500 bucks to see him that day. Okay. And then if you want the surgery, it you pay right then. Uh, there, he does not take insurance. Yeah. Right? He doesn't because ha- he doesn't have to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, this guy's written books on this stuff he's the guy on fox new fox sports that you've seen talk about sports pubalgia and how to deal with it he's the man Uh okay he doesn't have to take it so now that i've got my waiver and all that stuff that i can do it i I lay my credit card out bang okay i just paid for a surgery out of my own pocket Mm -hmm. okay we were very fiscally responsible my wife and i thank god Mm -hmm. and we paid for it out of pocket active duty military member people thought it was crazy right So we paid for all of that, went home, made my surgery, booked it all, done everything else, and I went and got it, and I paid for this all on my own. Hmm. And I didn't get instantly better because I had a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of osteotitis. I had uh, bursitis in the psoas that had to be lengthened. Both my adductors had to be reattached because they were screwed up. Uh, My rectus abdominis was all I had. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I also had three or four discs in my lower back that were bulging. It makes sense when you get down to it that I had no core. Mm -hmm. So my back was just deteriorating, compensating. Mm -hmm. So there were days where I would take sporadic leave and I would go home and I would sit on a uh, a heating pad with my legs up to try to push the discs back in so Mm -hmm. I could go and do the job at the Pentagon the next day or go work at Arlington and bury soldiers and sailors the next day. Yeah, my guys would stop at the store at the Walgreens on the bus 
and we're headed to Arlington to go bury some people. And uh, we would get all those little sticky pads with the the ones that uh, Shaq reps, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. My care, and we would tape them all over my back. And I'd go stand in Arlington all day so I could stand. Oh, my gosh. So, it, yeah, true story. That's before all this, before it broke down. And, uh, well, when I went and saw him, I paid for it. It didn't get really instantly better. So the military was pissed. Mm. They're like, so we thought this was going to fix you. This was but this is why we wouldn't pay for it. I mm. said, no one said that. It's not a magic pill, and here's why I'm not better, because I didn't get the surgery sooner, because we didn't know. Uh, Dr. Meyer, I asked him how I was. What does it look like? And he said, it's really chewed up. It's pretty bad. Once Mm -hmm. I got in there, it was pretty bad, and uh, I had to reattach a lot of stuff. So I had the gut lining, and I had a rectus abdominis. Everything else in my abdominal wall was folded down or up, so it was laying down on the pubic. So those pains I was getting, all that neuralgia. Right. It was all coming from all of that stuff. So they reattached all of that stuff. Um, I stayed there and got physical therapy. It's all in-house. And then I came back. And then I eventually went back to work once I could stand up straight again. And I was getting this uh, crazy nerve treatment from this lady who worked for the Baltimore Ravens. Hmm. She was their nerve person. She did this weird thing. Um, It's like dry needling on steroids. It's not dry. She had these giant syringes like the size of this water bottle here uh that with these big needles on them with a sonogram and she yeah i see your eyes are huge (laughs) she would take this thing it almost looked like comedy right how big they were because they were full of saline solution what she would do is she would find my big nerve endings and nerve uh pathways Uh on the sonogram and you could watch the needle go in down through my psoas all the way down through my femoral and everything and she would flush it out with salt water do I even want to know how that felt? Uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. After everything I had been through at that point. <laughs> You're like, just do it. Um, I would break out into a sweat. The The sheet would be wet yeah. because I'd be sweating so yeah. much. Uh-huh. Um, but after she would do that, it would. It was the relief was so amazing, but it wouldn't kind of stay. We would keep doing it and doing different things. And she wasn't actually allowed to put lidocaine or anything in it because of the certain medical and insurance rules that were going on. And I was still under medical insurance with the military, and they wouldn't allow you to do that. Mm. <sighs> but she was kind sometimes that she would put a little bit in there for me. She's That's like, crazy. A little bit, just to just to do that. Now, to numb some of those nerves up, and some of your leg goes dead a little bit. Sure. But, yeah, but if she did the femoral, basically if I numbed your femoral nerve, both of them, you wouldn't walk out of here, probably for a day. It's right. a nerve block. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she couldn't do that but she would get everything else. So I was doing all these crazy therapies to try to save my career. That's all I wanted was like, just let me continue on. Still, I'm in the fight to try to think I'm going to save my career because I'm not quite 20 years yet. All of that going, I could still barely walk. I was still having a lot of pain. Well, I found my wife does hair. She worked down in uh, Alexandria, Virginia, downtown. And uh, there's a Pilates place down there, and it's called Studio Body Logic. Hmm. Well, one of the ladies on the board of a military charity that these ladies, Jesse Savage, she got the best name in the world. Jesse Savage is her real name. That's pretty good. Sounds like a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. And Karen Garcia, they started this charity. It's called Next Step Pilates. And my wife for months said, there's this Pilates thing. Now, I come from bodybuilding. I come from (laughs) crossfitting. I come from being a Krav Maga instructor. I come from doing all of these wild, crazy things. 
I'm like, I'm not doing that. Right. I'm not doing that. Because what do I see? I just see skinny women stretching on whatever. Like you're and sissy I in it. Care yeah. Less. I was like, really? <laughs> it's like asking me to go do water aerobics. I'm yeah, going to slap that's right. somebody. That's exactly it. That's, that's exactly it. it. Going to that's the YMCA. A hundred percent. And no yeah. offense to anybody out there listening to this. That's fine, too. If you're doing what you can do, do what you can do. <laughs> this was the you old me. Yeah. This is the old me who yeah. was like, if you'd asked me to go to water aerobics, I'd have punched you in the mouth. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I'm lifting yeah. heavyweights. I'm be manly. I'm doing yeah. manly stuff. Yeah. That was me. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Plus, if they find out I'm doing that, I could get, you know, whatever. And I was still going to physical therapy three times a week at this point for over a year. At the hmm. point you had quantified all my physical therapy it was years. Yeah. Well, I finally went. And now this is the guy who went from being out in front of everybody performing and announcing and doing for hundreds of people. We would perform for thousands of people in baseball stadiums. I've mm-hmm. done Nats baseball stadium. Big. We did big shows for mm-hmm. the honor guard, you know, and I loved it. I loved it. My ego absolutely oh, loved sure, it. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah, I bet. Right? And then I wouldn't come out of my room. So I would not go because I was afraid. I was really afraid. And now I can admit that. Then I couldn't. I was angry. I said I was angry. But I was really afraid. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I was going to be around much longer. That's mm-hmm. the honest truth. And trying to take that first step when you've already given up in your mind mm-hmm. is so hard mm-hmm. because you have to admit that you've given up to take the first step out of the hole yeah and that's really hard uh so jesse came in on a sunday evening when no one else was there no one was around and and helped me and because and and what i mean by helped me is she started to teach me pre-pilates she started to teach me a little bit of pilates and work with me and do these tiny small movements of trying to utilize my pelvic floor trying to figure out how to use these muscles again you know I used to overhead 250 like it was my job. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Didn't mm-hmm. throw it down. Put it down quietly. Right. <laughs> no big yeah. deal. I used to I used to incline about 380 repping it. Big deal. No big deal. Who cares, right? I could not put my heels together with my legs extended and keep them together without violently shaking. I couldn't do anything anymore. I was gone. Mm-hmm. Everything I had built all those times. All, you know, no more 500-pound deadlifts. Yeah. That's over. Mm-hmm. I'm just struggling to walk. And there's a thing called um, you do a lot of adductor work and a lot of midline work and a lot of pelvic work in Pilates. Mm-hmm. And I was doing such minute things. It looks a lot like physical therapy, like sliding my heel on the on the mat with a towel. Mm-hmm. Right. You're right, right, right. I could hardly do it. And there's this other piece called uh, I finally got to get on a reformer. Right. A reformer is the apparatus mainly used in Pilates. Mm-hmm. You may have seen one. It has springs on it. You lie on it. It's a table. It has a foot bar. And you push it in and out, and it stretches the springs out, and it gives you resistance. Okay. okay. There's a piece on there. You take these leg straps, and you put them on. It's called leg circles and frogs. Okay. It's basically you just pressing the straps out with your heels together and doing leg circles mm-hmm. one at a time, right? Your legs go like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. She finally let me, after a couple months, I think, put my get on the reformer and put my legs in the straps. After a couple months. Dude, I couldn't do anything. I was debilitated. I was horrible. <laughs> We get over there, and I'm kind of like excited, but I'd also never really been on a reformer. Mm-hmm. Okay, that scared me more than stepping up to a bar because mm-hmm. I didn't know what the heck yeah, was going on. Mm-hmm. I get on there. We she puts the straps on my feet. She's holding them together. Jesse's five foot tall. <laughs> okay, I tower over this woman. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, she's a five foot tall hippie. She saved my. I love this woman, and she's standing there. And she also berated me and called me a bunch of nasty names too, which I love. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, 
she's, she's like, savage. Uh, yeah, I could tell you. I don't know if this is PG or not, but I could tell you what she said. But yeah. it's definitely way off the PG. <laughs> yeah, spectrum, we probably right? should hold off. Okay. <laughs> um, and I put my feet in the straps, and she said, "Now, if you can, yeah, just push the straps out and keep your heels together." And I think, like, so what? No big deal. Yeah. She took her hands off, man. My legs went to violently shaking, and I could not bring my feet together. And, and she just started laughing. She's like, that's what I thought. Okay, come back in. <laughs> now, try not to be such a little yeah. blankety yeah. blank, blank, blank. Uh-huh. Stop using your ego, blah, 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 all these other things. And and I tried it again. I couldn't keep them together. So we had to stop and go back and do more pre-Pilates, right? And pre-Pilates is very, very small, hard movements. Okay. It, it looks a lot like physical therapy, as uh-huh. I said. So just a lot of small things, leg lifts, different things like that. Uh, but it, it was it was tough. It was humbling. It crushed me right down to nothing. Yeah. And it made me see a whole different perspective on strength uh-huh. and mobility and flexibility. Flexibility and mobility gave me strength again uh-huh. to be able to have some hope that I could throw a baseball with my son yeah. again. Right. Bodybuilding, weight lifting uh-huh. didn't. Yeah. All yeah. the things I relied on that I thought I was building this muscle with, right? I was building those 19 inch arms at one time. Uh-huh. For what? Mm. I had nothing but pain. Uh-huh. I lost nothing but numbness in my hands because of all the heavy lifting. I tore my hip up. I tore everything else up. The one thing that saved me was this little exercise called Pilates. And that's how I got back around to that. That started to help me. We started to see results. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, all the years of physical therapy I was doing nothing i started pilates with jesse and literally you're seeing i'm seeing the pain start to go away dissipate a little i'm seeing me being able to actually control my legs again better stand walk and even sit without you know unbearable pain Mm -hmm. and i'm still in pain every day like i I think i walked in here i said i have one thing that's really my crypt tonight it's sitting yeah. Um, there were times when I couldn't sit for more than like 20 minutes. It's okay. excruciating pain in my psoas and everything else in, in my hip uh-huh. Okay, and my groin everywhere. Now that's getting even better. Hmm. The more that I've practiced Pilates and now that I've gotten into kin stretch and FRC, functional range conditioning, okay. it's even like got launched. It's insane. So I can only imagine, and I tell people this, bodybuilders, weightlifters, it, if this fixed me, okay, mm-hmm. Imagine what it could do for you at your right. peak right, right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, n- don't wait until don't wait. you're barely mm-hmm. walking. Exactly. What do you see? You see guys that can deadlift 400 pounds. They don't throw their back out deadlifting, mm-hmm. squatting. Mm-hmm. They throw their back out trying to put a dish in the back of the dishwasher somewhere or picking up mm-hmm. some cat litter or something so minimal. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And due to the transition, they don't train for the real life transitions. Mm-hmm. They train to pick a weight up and put it down. Well, let me ask you this, um, and and you can probably have a personal opinion about it as far. But he, you know, let's say you've got a power lifter. Let's mm-hmm. say you've got a bodybuilder who's kind of like, okay, I don't want to give that up, right? Mm-hmm. I love doing that. Um, can Pilates be something that they can utilize while they're doing those activities, or is it one of those where you're like, bro? put the weights down, just do Pilates. My first question would be if I assess the athlete and I find out that there's an injury. Mm. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of, I know you didn't say that, but sure. Yeah. yeah. um, In most all athletes, there is some injury Mm -hmm. somewhere. It's something there. There's some Mm -hmm. type of, of regressive issue going on somewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So that would be my first thought is, is there any injury when I do my assessment? Mm -hmm. If there's no injury, 
then I would say this could couple with what you're doing okay. and it's going to launch you. I'm going to start to teach you how to use your body in a different way to lift these weights. And not only that, you're getting a day of recovery. Mm-hmm. Pilates is one of those things where you can come in and we can crush it. Mm-hmm. Josh, if, if Josh is out working in his yard, that's why, well, how'd you, what'd you do this weekend? How's your body? Yeah. And he goes, man, my back is tight. Now I saw Josh last week and his back wasn't tight and we crushed it. Mm-hmm. We had an awesome, like full on class where we went at it and Pilates. But today his back's hurting. And I'm going to say, well, all right, we're going to do some restorative work today. Okay. It's still Pilates. Mm-hmm. It is still Pilates. Mm. And then we, we can crank it up. Let's say through our restorative session, we do great today. And I see him again next week or Friday, whatever. And he's like, I'm actually feeling pretty good. My back's feeling, we're gonna, we might crush it. Okay. Mm-hmm. We might learn some new things. I might put some new movements into his body if I see that progression. When it comes to weightlifting, mm-hmm. you can dial the weight down, but you're still doing the exact same movement and you are mm-hmm. still aggravating and insulting the same body parts over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Right? In Olymp- right, right? As you referenced, Olympic lifter, a power lifter, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So if he's injured, here's what I would do. Stop what stop doing what's insulting yeah. mm-hmm. the injury. Yeah. Whether now if he's a professional athlete, we can't do that. Right. We have to find a way around it and we have to make sure we're not insulting it in our mobility yeah. and in our Pilates. Like if I've got someone who's got a shoulder issue, right? I'm not going to start heavily loading their shoulders with a lot of sure. axial rotation and a lot of away from the body stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring Keep, that in. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to pull that in. I'm going to take them to a tower and we're going to do some push throughs. We're going to do some stuff like that. And I'm going to let them use a little more isometrics in it than I normally would. But I'm not going to heavily load that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'm also going to work on is I'm going to big time work on his hips. Mm-hmm. Because pitchers transition so much yeah right yeah and they don't train for the transition a lot of the times and so they end up getting the sports hernias they end up getting the shoulder problems because the transition that big load of power off on off Mm -hmm. on and it's the transition that hurts them Mm -hmm. you're just like a weightlifter most of the time it's the transition that hurts them a lot of these crossfitters power lifters things like that they don't do the eccentric movement Mm -hmm. they drop the weight that's right they throw it down they throw it down Mm -hmm. so what happens in life when they have something when they have an eccentric load they have an eccentric load and they have to use it they haven't trained for it it. they haven't trained for it Mm. so they throw their back out with a bag of dog food yeah yeah putting it down because they can't just toss that in the corner Mm -hmm. i need you man i i I threw my back out the other day well it's been about six months ago now but i had my two-year-old in my hand that's it he dropped something and i was like oh i'll just bend it like you just bent over to get it couldn't stand back up right that's exactly like that's it i wasn't trained for that right exactly something very simple i wouldn't even thinking and literally like i walk in the house well i kind of crawl in the house (laughs) like i'm 80 years old right Uh um so yeah so the thing that fascinates me about what you're kind of talking about too is you you do have this injury you know focus as far as just evaluation and you're incredibly individualized like as you're kind of talking about how you know what'd you do this weekend so that i can manipulate what you need to do which Mm -hmm. i think is incredibly important because it's not cookie cutter yeah uh, which is what a lot of things are nowadays um but i also see it as something that really it does sound like it couples something you know your ability if you if somebody does want to do resistance training or what have you to because i think what we're in now like when you think about optimizing your health it's recovery things right Mm -hmm. people are into cold plunges people are into cryo chambers people are into infrared sauna they're doing red light therapy they're doing compression boots 
because they want to stay healthy mm-hmm. in the activity they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And in some ways, I see this as like maybe, you know, a recovery on steroids because it's more than just this little isolated recovery. It's really kind of centralized. Mm-hmm. But it, it, in many ways, it's like all this does is help you perform the activity that you are passionate about, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. So it's pretty cool, man. When like, I talk to people, I said, you know, whatever it is you're passionate about. And that, that I've got people that are 83, they're yeah. passionate about staying independent. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've got, I've got people, women, men that are in their thirties. What are they passionate about? Getting out of the pain, get lift, getting back to lifting. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. get back to lifting. I want to start to see some progress in this. That's where I, I just want to see progress. I just yeah. want to see some of the pain go away. I also want to see, that I'm still worth something. Yeah. I can still do something. Yeah. That it's out there. Yeah. And Pilates totally for me was like, it's out there. You can still do this. Mm. Yeah. You can still work out. That was my life. Mm-hmm. Working out was my life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that is how I defined me. If yeah. you ask somebody, what is it about him? Yeah, well, the dude works out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The dude works out. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I did everything, yeah. everything I could possibly do. And that defined my persona of who I was, where I, wherever I was. And that all got taken, taken away. away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got humbled like you would not believe. <laughs> right. It just came down and squashed me. And I will tell you this. I'm so thankful for it. I never thought I'd say today right. that I was so humbled, that I was so crushed. I saw the bottom. And I, I don't know how I got out. I don't know if people, I, my, I don't know how I own a Pilates studio. It just <laughs> happened. It literally just happened. I set out with peace in my heart and said, I just want to help one more. Mm-hmm. I want to help one more person. It's not hopeless. I want to give them back something. Yeah. I want to give them back what yeah. I have. I had a clearance. I had all these things. I could have stayed in D.C. and made sure. a lot of zeros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We left all of that. My wife and I packed up everything and moved to ten- Chattanooga, Tennessee with no job, <laughs> nothing. Crazy. And did you I've, know somebody here? Not a soul. What brought <clears throat> you here? We we had visited everywhere. We uh-huh. knew we were going to retire from the military. We visited a lot of little towns. We went to Franklin. We went we went everywhere in Tennessee, but like Columbia. Uh-huh. Okay. And we came to Chattanooga because my father-in-law had driven through here. And he said, I think you guys ought to give it a shot. It, it seems like y'all. Hmm. We came to visit on a Mother's Day weekend, me, my wife, and my son. And we were down walking by the river. Uh, and I just looked at her and she looked at me and it was some weird moment and i said this feels like home and she said i really feel the same oh i love that boom we moved that's precious <laughs> that's I like cool. that. and we're crazy some people yeah. are like y'all are so brave i was like stupid or crazy <laughs> i don't know Either way. Uh, we'll, like, uh, we'll see how this plays out no. <laughs> yeah really, uh, it was like we'll see yeah, yeah. we'll yeah, see and right. i don't know man uh, through people that have supported me mm-hmm. that i'm forever thankful and my the only reason i'm even here is because of those people yeah mm-hmm. my wife who's been the soldier behind me and then jesse who saved my right. saved my life mm-hmm. and then just the people here that have come to see me yeah I, dude i'm just some crazy bearded guy doing pilates yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. one time i was working in a basement in the dome building just last year with a tiny little just in a in a in a basement mm-hmm. of the dome building where's the dome building the dome building big giant gold building uh like down, downtown yeah down off eighth and georgia yeah, yeah, yeah. oh well, yeah. i know what you're talking Warning about Griffin, the, yeah it's, so you just the like dome's up top Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just have like a workspaces that you could so, sublease, uh, I guess. So Matt, the guy, you might know him. He owns uh, Insight, Onsite Fitness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matt, that guy, he's another one. 
He's another awesome freaking guy. Is on site still going? I thought he it still went has. Out of he has that, and he's turned it into uh, another type. Or uh, is it Origin? Oh, he's going to be upset with me. I can't remember the name. <laughs> sorry, Matt. Right. I'm sorry, Matt. I <laughs> love sorry, you. Matt. I yeah. love you, Matt. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll bring you on the show and make up. Put for it, it in the comments, yeah. Matt. Check yeah. this out, man. I had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. I had nothing happening. I was teaching out of uh, Pilates Chattanooga. Which okay. was somebody else, and she was. It, it just wasn't working just, it out. Was the same yeah. vibe, yeah. And I needed to get my own spot because I had, a, I had my clients were started growing, and there wasn't enough space for me. And um, he he's got a business associate who's a client of mine. Okay. And he said, "Come check out a space. It's like a closet, but you know what I'm saying. You wanted it, yours. I went and saw it. It's I'm I was literally in the back of the dome room, just right by the files and everything <laughs> outside the door. My clients didn't leave me." Yeah, mm-hmm. they stayed with me. Yeah, I knew once that was good. It was just like, I mean, I don't know. I was standing in that space with my wife and just looking, and I was just so emotionally kind of overcome with it. And oddly enough, it was exactly about the same dimensions as Joseph Plotty's first studio in New York City. Uh, mm. So creep. It was so creeped me out of uh-huh. like, what in the yeah. world? Equipment started. Show- I didn't own a reformer. I didn't own a piece of Plotty's equipment at all. It just and started I, showing up. Yeah, and and so. It, it it was it was unbelievable. That's well, crazy. my friends were supporting you. My friend Karen Garcia and Jesse Savage, they down. Sorry, he gets excited. He's it's down. okay. Just so, for the people listening, uh, we have a dog in the studio. So yeah, a beautiful. It's actually baby. a very cool dog. Yeah. He's my service dog. If he sees yeah. me getting a little bit excited, yeah, he'll, oh, he's he'll like, love I love it. you. Yeah, he'll come up and t- say hey to me, make sure I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, we, we tried um, to take a picture before, and he was uh, he was a little excited. Uh, he wanted to be about, in the picture about, about the yeah. peeps, but yeah. by his dad. Yeah, people get grouped up on me. He'll yeah. try to break yeah. that up. Yeah, um, but they they she, you know Karen was like, hey, I got a reformer for sale. Oh. She didn't have a reformer for herself. She just hooked you up. She bought, sold me a reformer. Um, another guy who is a Pilates, Ed, uh, his name's Edgar. He lives down in South Carolina. Edgar Torado is famous in the Pilates world. He uh-huh. builds equipment. He hand builds equipment. And they're friends with Karen. Karen goes, call Edgar. I was like, I never met this guy. I don't I mean, know. Hey, I'm dude, some psychopath <laughs> calling you, right? <laughs> I go down to see this guy. He puts me in his house. He fixes me. They, they're treating me like family because mm-hmm. Karen she's huge in the pilates world yeah Yeah. and uh he sent me with a u-haul trailer home with dude like twenty thousand dollars worth of equipment didn't even know me didn't give him a dollar wow and he built my pieces and then i paid him for them and i used his pieces on loan to be able to train my students wow i didn't have when when i said yes to matt with that space it just opened up i didn't own a piece of pilates equipment and all of a sudden it started to happen. Hmm. And so I don't know whatever it is. And I tell people, I was like, there's something special about our little studio mm-hmm. and it's there to heal people. Yeah. And we really do, man. It's yeah. been this awesome, awesome journey. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I got, I don't know how. Well, I think it, um, <laughs> I think it is your story, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's the power of what Pilates does, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, but I think too, um, your, I think your, st- your story in and of itself is powerful. It's moving. Um, your passion, your conviction, you know, so it's not like you're just selling, you know, Mm -hmm. Pilates packages or anything like that. That, that that feels really cold and dry and like you're just out to make a dollar. Yeah. But rather it's like, you, it sounds like you'd probably do it for free. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I've almost, you know, and I do, I, uh, I do, um, I am on the board of the charity and we don't have a branch here in Chattanooga. So if I find a veteran, 
who needs it wants yeah. it i'll give them 10 sessions for free mm. and awesome. they'll come in and we were coming on right. sundays and i'll teach them and oh, give them awesome. try to help them yeah so it's, it's i think things. it's the, the fact that you have a desire obviously it's helped you and then your desire to pay that forward and to make a difference um it's unique i mean yeah and for I, sure you know now i'm not former military so i don't have near the the scope of your story but like i mean when we started optimize you you actually came to us when at our first location yeah which was not very impressive but Mm -hmm. it was but it was it was somebody who was lending us a hand right Mm -hmm. it was somebody it was a neighbor who said hey i've got a place you can you know throw a desk in the corner of this chiropractic office the building itself was great but it was not a hormone clinic right but we were like you know what let's try it you know like let's 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 i didn't i didn't own anything and he was so gracious to us of like hey man i want to make he was an older guy uh, so randy crawford thank you but he was one of those guys where it was like i want to see a young person succeed mm-hmm. I, I know you i know why you're doing it um and so you need those kind of moments you know you and and again you then you receive that now you're turning around and giving it back to people who yeah. could well, benefit trying. you know I'm trying. okay so i'm gonna ask yeah. some questions i'm gonna pick your brain just a little bit there's a lot of stuff in there be careful <laughs> i should be very poke. careful yeah. where i pick <laughs> okay so i'm a female i'm 48 years old mm-hmm. I'm creeping up on menopause at some point. It's fixing to whack me in the face. I know it for certain. Look, it's, it's not It's not here. Per my blood work, it's not quite here yet. That's right. However, I know it's coming. I've tried everything to keep it out of the way. But I also lift. I mm-hmm. lift heavy. I do bodybuilding competitions and things like that. Okay. So with all of that, what would you suggest? I do not have an injury. Mm-hmm. But what would you suggest in terms of, I also don't stretch very well, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I know, look. It's like confession in a Catholic I church know, right now. <laughs> I know, I know. And there's no wall in between us. Is it the snatch or the what's your main snatch? No, I'm not, I am not snatching. Okay. I am just pure out deadlifting okay. from, from the floor up usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I do heavy weights. Like I squat a heavy weight things like that but what can i do sometimes i feel pain you know sometimes i'm like my body's just like girl mm-hmm. you need to simmer down you are 48 right. but i don't want to be 48 yeah me either you know what i'm saying like i don't want to mm-hmm. so what would you suggest what would a consultation look like what would i be looking for you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. because again i'm very new to plotties like yeah. i thought it was yoga <laughs> i know i know i'm so sorry i'm okay. so sorry <laughs> Well, my first thing would say, well, when you say pain, here's Mm -hmm. how I ask people to describe pain. I said, do you drink wine? No. Okay. Do you eat chocolate? Mm, What's your favorite? What's your favorite dessert? Ice cream. Describe your pain to me like it's a dessert. Tell me about it. Is it sharp? Mm. Is it radiating? Is it deep? Is it numbing? Is it throbbing? Is it generalized? Mm Mm-hmm. Is a local? What you know? Where yeah. is it? What's going on with it? What movement recreates it? Like, okay. give me, give me some substance into that, right? Because mm-hmm. that'll tell me where I'm going to go with it and how I'm going to kind of pick around and find out what's going on with it. And I never make a promise. I yeah. never tell people I'm going to heal your pain. Yeah. I think that's snake oil. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. agreed. Yeah. I'm going to do what I do, and I'm going to ask you to do certain things. If you help me out with this, mm-hmm. hopefully we can help the issue, right? Okay. And not and stop the insult to the injury, literally. Uh, and that's the first thing I would say is we would identify where in the movement does it bother you? Okay. What type? I'd also say what type of shoes you're lifting with. What's your grip look like? Right. <laughs> What's di- what are these different things? How do you sleep? What's your pillow? You know, we it yeah. depends. Oh wow! I, like I get in all these different things with my clients. I'm different than most Pilates instructors. Well, I, th- I think I'm you, way different. Be, than well, them. here's the cool thing. 
you've got the experience, right? Yeah. You understand the deadlift. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Not yeah. all Pilates instructors would. They so don't. your ability to go there with somebody mm-hmm. in her situation is very unique in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Part of my question too in that is is with my body, I know it's coming. You're I know it's about coming the soon. The age. Yeah, I'm worried about mm-hmm. the aging. Right. You know, I've got four grandkids. You know, I don't want to necessarily. I want to be the one be that the gets game. in there and plays with you them. Want to be in the game. Yeah, you want to be in the game as long as you can be in the game. Yeah, and I'm with you. I'm yeah. right there with you. And I tell people, stay in the game, do all the things. Mm-hmm. To stay in the game, you need to play all the positions. Yeah, you need to do all the things. Mm-hmm. You need to stretch. You need to mobilize. And stretching is such a drawn out word nowadays. I wouldn't yeah. tell you to stretch. I don't know. That could be more insult to the injury she has. Yeah. Mm. But I do know that if come and try some pilates right and i would put you through a series of movements and we would see okay okay i'm not the guy who tries to recreate the pain Mm -hmm. but i'm all gonna i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask since you brought it up personally i don't Mm -hmm. know if you want to share that go ahead what do you mean by pain where does it hurt when you deadlift usually usually it's my feet my feet hurt and when i do Mm -hmm. the actual lift it's in my lower back yeah and i do my best to and i'm gonna be graphic hold on to your I, honey, surprise, surprise. I it's this one, yeah, not you. Well, I'm going to tell <laughs> you right We'd be now. abnormal to not uh, I, share something. I will tell you this. I've had women look up at me uh-huh. and say the weirdest things you can imagine, <laughs> yeah. and you just keep rolling because here's the thing. Some of them have never felt that feeling in their pelvic floor. Okay? Yeah. And a lot of people in our world, world only create, well, they only talk about the pelvic floor and the pelvic region in a sexual way. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. care one bit. I see a body as a body. You're yeah. a dude, you're a girl, you're whatever you are, you're 50, you're 80, you're 90. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I am not that way. Yeah. I see it very medically. Yeah. Where I'm yeah. like, so that's why people feel weird about it. Yeah. And that's why I'll get weird looks from people of like, I just felt that somewhere where that feels awful familiar to something else. And yeah. I'm like, and I look at them like, yes, you did. <laughs> Because those are the yeah. muscles that you need. Yeah. So it won't bother me. Yeah, no, I mean, I just, I position my feet very mm-hmm. specifically. And then I make sure that I have poked my butt out as far as it possibly can mm-hmm. go. Because I'm trying to take the pressure off. off of that. I'm trying to pull it. So, you know, that's, that's kind of, have you ever, you've been to a bodybuilding competition, right? Uh, and yeah. seen the Look bikini, me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seen the bikini girls and you yes. know their back posts. Mm-hmm. It's essentially that before mm-hmm. I lift. Okay, so you're doing so I'm anterior poking tilt. It clear you're, out. you're busting an anterior yes. tilt and you're extending the spine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I so I haven't seen you deadlift. This would be completely irresponsible <laughs> of me to say <laughs> I know what your problem is. I think that's snake oil too. But just yeah. due to your description, uh-huh. okay, that's a lot of anterior tilt. Okay, when you anteriorly tilt, uh-huh. right, it makes it very difficult kinetically to exercise the pelvic floor. Okay. To support the abdominal region. Okay. Right. And you can try this when you get home. Go into an anterior tilt and then Uh try to really pull your pelvic floor in. Okay. When you go into an anterior tilt and you can watch that back pose, one of the reasons I believe you guys do it, (laughs) and when you arch that back or go into extension, Uh that also pushes the shoulders up. It does. It pushes the whole rear shoulder girdle up. Mm -hmm. Right. And you'll notice it kind of, they have to put their neck forward right. a little yep. bit, right? Their neck has to go into flexion, mm-hmm. which is forward for yeah. the people who don't know flexion is. That's um, a fact. <laughs> right? Yeah. So in that, if you take a look at that photograph, anybody doing that with that much extension, how much shear pressure you're starting to put on uh, T12, uh-huh. where you've got the lumbar disconnection there from L into T, uh-huh. 
that's a lot of shear pressure. Yeah. And most people, when they side bend or do any flexion or extension work, don't extend up out of the spine to do it. They fold over on it. And T12 kind of takes a lot of that power and it just kind of shears at it a little bit and it creates different issues. So I would probably... What I would do if I was still in into the world of weightlifting, which mm-hmm. I'm not anymore, I'd mm-hmm. probably band something to the floor very okay. lightly, and I would try to refine your position okay. to where you didn't feel that anymore. And I would try to get absolute pelvic floor engagement, and I would work through that with trying to use the adductors first okay. instead of being so focused on whatever it is you're focusing on. I would mm-hmm. take that focus the other way. So I'd try to remove the insult mm-hmm. from the movement. Okay. And are you able to recreate that in your studio? Like with resistant with bands that, or something like I that? I probably or? would, and I go at it a whole different okay. way. Yeah. Now, if I was, if I owned a, a CrossFit gym or something like that, that's where I would probably sit down and try to work on that with you and see how much of that we could do. And then mm-hmm. I would rebuild your movement. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of one of the other things I used to do. I, I would rebuild your movement. Mm-hmm. If I saw something going on with it, I'll help you try to rebuild it and to do it. The thing is, we monkey see, monkey do. Mm-hmm. We see a deadlift, we do a deadlift. Yeah. Right? That deadlift position might not be for me. Mm-hmm. Mine mm. needs to be tweaked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right? And so what my clients, I think, love about me is I teach Pilates so much differently, right? It doesn't have to look like mine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to look like hers, yours. Yeah. And moving your range of motion, and that's very much where kin stretch and functional range conditioning come in, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm doing my circular articular rotation, cars for short. And what is kin stretch? Is that what you're describing right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, we can get into that a little bit. It's really like a, it's a strength workout for your joints. Mm. Okay. That's really the basis of it, right? Uh, circular articulated rotations. Familiar with that, right? Mm-hmm. A big mm-hmm. shoulder car, right? So we would start to load that with a lot of isometric uh, energy. Okay. Ir- irradiation, irradiation. As we would call, yeah. as we'll get into that maybe later. So what I would have you probably do is try to give me 50, maybe we'd ramp up from zero to 50, on your radiation mm-hmm. and not move. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't let you move because I want you to give me the feet. Remember, I wanted to tell me it's a dessert. It's whatever. It's a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Is it peppery? Is it what's going on with it? Mm-hmm. And, my, and my hands are going to be on you. I'm going to be, are we getting psoas there? Are mm-hmm. we, what's dominant? What's causing the pain? Mm-hmm. Is it the front of the core? People also do this. They think the core is just that six in front of you. Yeah. That's not the core. The back right. is involved in mm-hmm. the core, yeah. man. It's right. huge, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that's well, what I would do. Would probably. He, he, let's touch on irradiation because mm-hmm. uh, I think it is kind of a central f- focus of what Pilates does, right? As Very, far a as, lot. Right. So give us a description of that, just kind of the philosophy, why that works, the law mm-hmm. of irradiation. You, you kind of gave us an analogy with the pickle jar. So, so kind of explain yeah. how that works. Well, it's basically incorporating the other muscles in the chain to give you the extra power. As if you're opening a pickle jar, the first time you try to get it off, it's on the counter. You can't really get it, so you bring it in tighter, 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 tighter. Before you know it, Uncle Bob's got the pickle jar up near his belly button, and he's bearing down on it with everything. <laughs> Looks like his eyes are going to pop out of his head, but it's right in here, his core, and he eventually pops it off. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's incorporated everything he has. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the same thing with irradiation, as if... So irradiation from the floor or grabbing the bar, right? I would have her grab the bar. I would have her just grab the bar with her hands. Obviously, why it's racked or it's on boxes, however the appropriate is to get her into the position. I don't don't teach weightlifting, (laughs) by the way. Um, And there's a reason for that. Um, but I would get her to irradiate with just the hands. And we would start there. And that's when I would rebuild her condition. Then I would say, all right, give me some forearm. Mm -hmm. Now, 
when you've got the forearm pretty much cashed out or 30%, whatever we're working at, mm-hmm. give me the bicep, give me the shoulder. Let her neurologically feel what it's like to start incorporating all these other muscles. Start to grip the ground with your feet. Mm-hmm. Push the ground apart. Pull the ground together. Right mm-hmm. Now balance that. Put it in the middle. Right. I want adductors, abduction. I want all of it. I mm-hmm. want the pull. I want the push. I want all of it. You're pushing your feet through the ground. You're pulling. You know, we start. Yeah. To get there. So then it's like the pickle jar, right? The bar is the pickle jar. Mm-hmm. And it's going to go straight up the midline. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to use that law of irradiation by incorporating as many muscles yeah. into the fight as we can to do the movement safely. So like hmm. Sherrington's law of irradiation, yeah. you just continually add more muscles in that chain to give you more power. But your ability to isolate <clears throat> is incredible, right? As mm-hmm. far as understanding that. And I think, again, that goes back to what we had even talked about before. A lot of people find themselves in, you know, seasons of injury because yeah. they're not they don't understand what that movement is supposed to mm-hmm. do yep. how to do it and so then they compensate mm-hmm. right because they don't know they don't they're, they're not using this law That's of the radiation because right. they've never been taught and so even even if you're not in pilates understanding the importance of being able to identify isolate and utilize and contract that mm-hmm. muscle is is incredibly important it's mm-hmm. important in sports it's important in whatever competition level you do the transition gets you in trouble yeah, the transition mm-hmm. so the other trouble. day you pick your kid up the transit the, the, the eccentric movement yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah you, you got a guy who can deadlift 350 pounds i guarantee he can't lower it to the ground most of the time right not he's dropped 10 it. times that's for right sure i yeah. keep right. thinking about ronnie coleman when you say that oh. how he's painful yeah yeah him getting around is it's, it's so sad and he let those people tear his back apart. i was gonna say i don't think we could help him with pilates no no, no. i've watched his documentaries and that's a yeah. guy that you know we you worshiped growing up yeah. you wanted that back him he's and like Dor- 12 surgeries mm-hmm. later I him mean, and dorian yates you're like yes. i want that back yeah. mm-hmm. so bad and mm-hmm. i tried to kill myself like you want that back so bad it's mm-hmm. unimaginably but he did look at the yeah. result of that back the result mm-hmm. would you give it all up no, I wouldn't trade spaces with him at that back for two seconds. Beautiful. Yeah, it, it's crazy. So I think, yeah, I do think about that all the time. And I've worked with people with f- spinal fusions. I've worked mm-hmm. with people with pelvic floor hysterectomies, all these things. Mm-hmm. And I have this unique, weird thing. And I didn't really even equate it to this. One of my teachers, I think it was Jesse or one of my other advanced teachers in Pilates had told me, she said, you know what? You've got this gift. You've had your pelvic floor rebuilt. Do you know how many guys have had that done? I know, you're like, dude, I didn't have a baby. You and Tom Brady? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, his wasn't. I know. But um, he he had pain and somebody took care of him immediately. Yeah. 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 That's actually kind of how I won one of my battles, right? Mm -hmm. So I wrote Congress. We went and we tried to change law to get my stuff covered. I eventually got all my money back. Mm -hmm. And I got the the, the doctor paid too. But it wasn't without writing congressmen and getting all that done. I was writing letters to Congress and I had those people helping me. My wife cut hair in DC basically, mm-hmm. okay? She, she had a couple people. of people and they found out what I did and they got pissed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they said, email this woman. Mm-hmm. And, no, off. And when I emailed this woman, she was connected. Mm-hmm. And then I had another buddy who was connected with another senator. Oh my so gosh. I started writing papers and they started forwarding <laughs> for me. Well, let me tell you, I had a guy over the whole Coast Guard Medical. I have, I, that was wanting to know someone walked in one day and said does anybody know chief kaiser at a big board like a big meeting like congressional whatever roundup thing they're like no he's why do i know his name why uh-huh. make this go away uh-huh. i don't want to hear it anymore they were starting to hear my name come oh up in gosh. congress because of all of this stuff Jeez. i had a retired 06 right captain navy captain who was calling me 
weekly to find out how it was by the end of all of it. That's crazy. Wow. By the end Talk of about all of a flipper screw. I pissed there, everyone <laughs> off. I literally pissed everyone off. But it was like um, I had this weird thing. So women who have had hysterectomies, mm-hmm. women who have had multiple births, women who have had C-sections. Mm-hmm. I have two C-section scars. Mm. It looks just like it on either side where they Hit went the down head. and yep, where mm-hmm. they went down and in. Mine are diagonal. They're not all the way across. Mm-hmm. They're just they're diagonal mm-hmm. where they went in and replaced it all. So all those weird things like everybody calls. I don't use the word Kegel. Right. I don't even use it. Yeah. It's named after a man. Number one. Well, that doesn't seem fair. <clears throat> right. <laughs> But this should be Kaiser. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't use that word, right, yeah. to help you utilize and work on your pelvic floor. I don't know yeah. if I answered your question, but. No, yeah. yeah. But you yeah. can relate mm-hmm. to women in that regard because you actually have experienced pelvic pain. A lot that, of that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. They told me. And so I had, when I was teaching in Alexandria, I'd have these women who heard a little bit about my story. Mm-hmm. They were coming to see me. You're like. Specifically because of that. And I was like, this is odd. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, but working uh, with them, they kind of had a little bit of trust in me because. Yeah. They, they, there was a little bit of understanding there that I, I get it. I don't get it because I don't know what that's like to be a woman and have a child or do any of that stuff. But right. I know what it's like to be in sucky pelvic pain and not have any strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And uh, I'd make this joke all the time. Crazy. I was like, walk down the adult diaper aisle. It's extensive. It is extensive. It's, they're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right. It's very extensive. Job security for you. And so what I say is like, do you want to be shopping on that aisle or you mm-hmm. want to be over in the ice cream aisle, man? Yeah. Right. I'm worried about ice it. cream. Yeah. And it's true. You just, yeah. you know, how many women do you know and see that they cross their legs when they sneeze? Or oh, cough? right. Look, look. Big time. <laughs> it happens. Right? It happens. Pilates Thank you, Austin can, and Kaylee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, what yeah. I'm saying is like Pilates can fix that. Yeah. You know, I have 70 year old women who don't have that problem and have had childbirth. Mine do, is more laughing. Do you, uh, laughing that that's it. Do you have any, uh, is there as far as how often someone should do it if, if somebody's just kind of like i'm just in, interested in maybe seeing is there a, hey you're you want somebody doing it daily is it a weekly thing mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sure that's right I'm, i know that's broad because everybody's yeah, different is. absolutely but yeah. is there if somebody's just trying to dip their toe mm-hmm. in, in the world of pilates dipping your toe i say once a week okay, okay really to see actual change and to see the results you want because people want results they yes. want them now three days a week yeah. okay and joseph pilates would say he had a 10 20 30 rule three times a week mm-hmm. in 10 sessions okay you will see a change mm-hmm. you'll you'll start to feel you'll start or you'll start to feel a change okay mm-hmm. 20 sessions you're going to see a change mm-hmm. 30 sessions you're going to have a brand new body mm. it's going to be new in some form or fashion that you can use it and that's how he taught it Hmm. Right? And that's how he didn't teach like we do. Yeah. Right. It wasn't called Pilates. It was called Contrology. Mm. It was a system he came up of about 30 something exercises that you did. And he didn't even he didn't want to monetize it much. He wanted you to learn it and put it into your life and go on away. Go hmm. away. He was not very personable. He just this is you're, you're stupid for not knowing this isn't going to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Use it. I'm teaching it <laughs> right. to you. And if yeah. I have to keep teaching it to you, then you're not you worth need, my time. You yeah. don't want it. I don't care about your money. Yeah, uh-huh. which is one of the issues with Pilates, why it's not monetized very, very well, and why it's kind of gotten bastardized. Where you just put Pilates. There's people that teach Pilates downtown. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. There are people downtown with Pilates on their building who don't teach Pilates. Mm-hmm. Really. Okay, okay. There's a yeah. lot of that out there because, as you said, you didn't even know the difference between Pilates and yoga, oh, no, and that's I'm fine. Sorry. No, don't be. Ninety percent of the people don't know. I don't look like a guy who. I look like a guy who might sell insurance or bodybuild. Yeah, I don't look like a guy who teach Pilates. Yeah. So, and I love educating people on it. Yeah. But one of the things that might be causing you some issues is 
it sounds to me like you're not adducting probably not you're not neutral i bet you're pushing out and you're doing a lot of i haven't seen you this is just me going off uh-huh. of what you said it's kind of pretentious to even make that comment uh-huh. but i haven't seen you lift but now that you've exposed a little pelvic floor share Mm-hmm. That leads me to believe another. <laughs> another yeah. Uh, what we yeah, like to do with Mandy <laughs> is we like to set Mandy up. We, we get connected with people mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, Mandy, go go get this. Mandy go get goes. some feedback. Yeah. And then she tells everybody about you, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she, yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, and I, I don't have any secrets yeah. either. Yeah. Like I don't have any. She'll be, yeah. Which is what makes Josh when I say, all right. And that's why I look at him because he's like, oh, no, here, well, she, here goes. she goes. Yeah. <laughs> like, here she goes. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I'd get to die and laugh and I'm gonna pee my pants. Yeah. And, and that's that's <laughs> a direct that's a direct pelvic floor yeah. mm-hmm. uh structural issue. And believe we, it or not, I deal I, I deal with a lot of people with that. I bet. Cool. I so, bet. so uh, we probably need to wrap it up yeah. at this point. I told we're, you. This yeah. is the longest one ever. Great, we're going to have to do another one. I, I, feel, I feel like we could go forever. Yeah, we're going to have to do yeah. another one. We didn't even get into FRC, I know, man. Fan, I know. or radiation. Yeah. yeah. I told but, you my story was long. But I, but I think, too, that again, Sorry. I think it was very powerful. I mean, I think it, you yeah. know, I want to go check it out. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. need to know about all the details of it. Just know your your story and just kind of connecting there. I'm like, man, yeah. it, it definitely seems like something that people need to know more about. So how do people... Like find you. contact find you, me. find you. <laughs> ChattanoogaPilates.com or okay. the Bearded Pilates teacher on Instagram. You can always find Oh, I love that. I'm going to find you. Right yeah. I, I can't reach it right this second, but yeah, I'm going to find me. you. Reach out to me. I'll try to do my best. I do have a little bit of a wait list, yeah. uh-huh. which I'm truly humbled by. It's not a problem. It's like, um, it's progress. That's I'm cool. very happy about it. But I have weekly cancellations and I work people sure. in. Yeah. And especially like... I help, try to help the people that need me. Yeah. Do you do one on one or groups? So I do one on one and duets, and I haven't. I don't have time to do a class. I like I want to do a mat class. Mm-hmm. I want to do a tower class. I know you don't know what that is. Nah. Um, I would love to do those, mm-hmm. and I'd love to if there's somebody teaching Pilates out there in the area mm-hmm. who wants to come okay. see me in a job. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Please reach out to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you teach Pilates mat uh, and classical, I must say that I am classical. I'm not contemporary. Mm-hmm. Please reach out to me. Because I could use some help. Yeah. I I'm love full. this. And your, your location, this. downtown North Shore, mm-hmm. with Chattanooga CrossFit Brigade. I guess it's not CrossFit Chattanooga. CrossFit Brigade. Yeah. Brigade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eric and Emily. Yeah. Awesome people. Great people. Um, they are great people. So, uh, yeah, great location. I've mm-hmm. seen the studio. I've seen, the, you know, awesome It location. was hidden, though. I didn't know that was down there. It is. I don't even have a sign on the door. But here, and it's like. That's cool. It, the, the awesome thing about it is, like, trying to find time to do all this stuff. Yeah. Because I teach all day long, and I'm full. Uh-huh. Like I said, I'm blessed. I'm absolutely a hundred percent humbled by it and blessed but like trying to even get my sign on the door it's like i don't have time yeah i'm trying so if you're out there and uh you're interested in doing marketing he could also yeah. use you too yeah. i'm looking for a sign person yeah i'm looking for a sign person. i can help you out with we that got, we got we got you. people yeah All right. yeah well listen thanks for coming on the yes, show this was a blast me. a blast and i really think it'll be helpful um if you uh We'll share this on, you know, our Instagram. We'll get, you know, make sure we tag you on it. You can find us online at optimizedhealthnow.com. And we're on Instagram and Facebook at Optimized Health Chattanooga. Yes. Yeah. Thank you both for having me. Thank I you. really appreciate it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about Pilates and I'm, I just want to put this out. I love it. The people are bodybuilders, fighters, doing whatever it is you do. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do the other things That's that are right. keeping you in the game longer. And if you're dealing with injury or pain, don't be stubborn. Look That's for right. the thing. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get, get the help. It's not pack, one or the other. Pack your ego away, man, and stay in the game. Mm-hmm. Your ego will take you out of the game. 
Pilates, Ken Stretch, FRC will put you back in the game. Yeah. Love it. For sure. Love it. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. Yes, ma'am. You've been listening to another episode of Optimized Health with Josh Porter and Mandy Livingston. For more information and past shows, go to our website, OptimizeHealthNow.com. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Mandy Livingston from Your Home Radio on 98.1 The Lake. Attention all ladies. Listen up. Are you feeling tired? loss of energy, weight gain, or low sex drive, then your hormone levels might be low. I've got the solution for you. Optimize You Chattanooga is a hormone optimization center that specializes in hormone replacement therapy. They changed my life and they can change yours. Find them online at optimizeyouchattanooga.com.